other. Let's go. The game is never over till the end. Deshaun Lowe's right side. Whenever that clock strikes zero. Caught DeAndre Hopkins. Touchdown, Houston. Yeah. Is every day. Our goal is still the hand of us. Five nights a week, the hits keep on coming. The fight for it intercepted. He's got it. How about that? Now, from inside NRG Stadium, it's Texans All Access. It is Mark Vandermeer and John Harris with you live in the Hyundai Texans radio studio across the hall from the locker room in a busy, busy day here at NRG Stadium, as you can imagine, as the team is getting down to 53 people on the roster by tomorrow afternoon, and then who knows what happens. And, Johnny, here we go, preseason done last night in the books, 22-10, to 10, losing to yep. the Rams. I had to think about who they play again. <laughs> yeah, the Rams, a team that was wearing Rams uniforms, and – the preseason is so different. Now, I wrote about this, by the way, on HoustonTexans.com, yeah. that, okay, it's different. And to the coaches, they feel like, look, we've seen our team. Our team played, didn't play. Our team practiced live against the Green Bay Packers two days mm-hmm. and against the Detroit Lions two days. Right. And that's what they're going by. They're not going by three bad snaps at Dallas. They had three bad snaps at yeah. Dallas, and they were really bad. Yeah. And for the offense. And that's that's it. That's all they got in Dallas. The offense got three snaps in Dallas, and they were not good snaps. They turned the ball over. Lamar Miller got hurt. And they said, you know what? We're good. That's yeah. it. That's all we've seen from our starting offense. We saw them against the Lions and, and the Packers. And we're going to piece together whatever we put together for the Saints based on what we saw there and the other practices. And, of course, they're going to take what happened against the Dallas Cowboys in those three snaps into consideration, yep. but that's it. I mean, it's part of a, an entire body of work of the whole offseason, not just that one little moment, as bad as it was, being an indictment on whatever work they've been able to put together so far. So I'll ask you this. Yeah. After Because the way that I felt last night after the, the game was over, I felt like, you know what, not, I, I love the games. I love having the opportunity to do the games. I, I love all of that. I love – being in the booth last night, but I was like, man, is two enough? Because I kind of felt like the last couple weeks was like, man, we're dragging a little bit. I, I, Of all the years, from the time I started covering the team in 2007, from the time I've been in the building in 2014 until now, this was the one that felt the longest the last couple well, of weeks. Because the starters played the least. Yeah, I saw a stat, so. I think PFT tweeted it out, but maybe they got it from somewhere that most starting quarterbacks played less than 30 snaps in the entire preseason body Sean of got games. 14. He got 14 snaps. 14 snaps. 11 plays, 75 yard drive, and then three and out. That was it. 14, 14 game snaps. Now, right. how many snaps did he get against Detroit in two practices? How many against Green Bay in two practices? But That's what matters to the coaches. That's the tape they're looking at more than anything. Right. Of course, they don't want what happened against Dallas to happen again, but that's not all they saw. They saw a bunch of other stuff, and I know it's hard for the fans to accept that because most fans didn't see what they did against the Lions and the Packers. There were some open open practices, but come on, there are a couple of thousand people there, a few thousand, whatever the case is. So that's what they're going by, and the preseason games are different. I I agree with you because what we saw is – in the old in the old days, ten to twenty years ago, even that third preseason game with starters coming out of the the locker room to play in the third yeah. quarter, right? You don't get that anymore. 
now it feels like all four games feel like the fourth preseason game right. or have large elements of the fourth preseason game. So you're not getting what you used to get, so it's a very different product. And you look, I'm not breaking any news here. You've read the reports of how these discussions are going on with the CBA and what do you do about the preseason, what do you do about the regular season, what do you do about extra revenue, is there going to be an additional playoff game to overcome the loss of a preseason game or two, if that's what it comes to? There are a lot of different things to consider here, and i got a feeling something's going to happen as a result of it, but this is what we have, and I think the most important thing right now is it's over, and the regular season is about to start. Here's my here's my preseason proposal. It just came to me. you got a proposal, huh? i got a proposal. Here's, okay. what, here's what we do. You open the same – you open – three weeks from your opener. Okay. But you play two games. In that third week, you get your joint practices in. Now, if you don't want joint practices, that's on you. That's on you, Aaron Rodgers, if you don't want joint practices. But you spend what would be that first, you know, the week that we went to Green Bay, mm-hmm. you get your joint practices in, but you don't don't play a game. You just get your joint practices in. Somehow. Maybe you practice three times instead of twice, but you get your joint practices in. Then your first preseason game is the following week. Your second preseason game the week after that. Then we're ready to play the regular season the following Sunday or Thursday or whatever you want to do. You know what I can't remember? We could join practices, two preseason games. The year that the Dolphins were here, geez, what year was it? It was early on. It was like 04 or 05. Yeah. The Dolphins were here for a scrimmage, and they opened the stadium. They did it at the stadium. We did it on the air. It was an actual yes. scrimmage. And I don't remember if the quarterbacks wore red jerseys and it it was a no-hit situation. Jason Taylor was still a part of the Dolphins, and he did some things in that scrimmage, I remember. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Zach Thomas? Zach Thomas was there as well, Texas Tech. But there was an actual scrimmage Mm -hmm. inside the stadium with the Miami Dolphins that was not a preseason game, but we did the game on the air. And I think, remember Bill O'Brien, what did he say on Monday? What if you had joint practices and you put one-on-one matchups on television you did you, yep. you did them on television somehow and you did them on the radio yep. would that suffice now, i don't know if you could charge admission for that it's the same kind of admission anyway i think people would give you a little something yeah i, I know it would be good tv so the tv sponsors would give you something right. so i mean i know this is like darren Ravel business talk here on sports <laughs> but there is something to consider here because they have to figure it out. Roger Goodell's been saying for years they have to do something about the preseason, and yeah. I think that the coaches, they're not rebelling against it, but they figure out a way to around playing their starters for extended snaps in these preseason You're exactly games. right. That's exactly what they've done. And I think Sean McVay, I think it was sort of before McVay it started happening. I mean, we've seen it with, with Bill. I remember the, the first year people were like, well, you know, game three, we're going to see the starters for a certain amount of time. I'm like, look we're not looking at preseason the same way anymore. And I'm, right. I'm not just talking about the Texans. I'm talking across the board. But McVeigh just said last year he's like, I got Jared Goff, I got all these receivers, and I got Gurley. Aaron Donald, forget it. I'm not playing any of them. Yeah. You guys, go just get ready for the season. That's all I need. They had joint practices. Aaron Donald practiced against the Raiders, got in a fight with one of the Raiders' offensive linemen. So so he's season he, ready. Yeah, he got his he got his work in. Yeah. So he just didn't do it in a situation in which and, and therein therein lies the rub for your your starters or I I don't know. I, I go I call them bona fides, like your bona fide superstars. Mm-hmm. Deshaun got fourteen plays. Yeah. JJ got what, eight, maybe? Eight. Wow. 
is a game worth that risk? Because you look at the reps you get in controlled practice situations, those reps are hugely valuable. And you put ones on ones. You get J.J. Watt against Taylor Decker. And the Decker. quarterback's not getting killed. Right. That's the big thing. I mean, let's let's exactly. be honest here. It, it was devastating to lose Lamar Miller. However, you didn't lose Deshaun Watson. Right. And if you had to rank Texans players in order, which we won't do right now, in order of ones you cannot afford to lose, Lamar Miller is somewhere pretty high on that list. You yep. didn't want to lose Lamar Miller. So they'll have to figure out a way around him. However... Uh, and, and I think, you know, they have time to figure this out. It's not like it happened that morning and we're playing in two hours and what are we going to do in the backfield? Yeah. You know, they, they have some time to do some things. As as good as Lamar is, they'll they'll have to figure that out. But you, risking the injury, I get it from the coach's standpoint. And here's another thing the coaches know. They know how many snaps they got against the Lions. They know how many snaps they got against the Packers in those joint practices. They have all that tape. Yeah. They've They are bathing in that tape. And they're bathing in other tape as well. So they feel like they got enough to get ready. As a fan, you might feel like, what am I going to see here? I don't know what I'm going to see with this offense. Guess what? They like that. Right. Not from the fan standpoint. They'd love to right. share everything with you. But however, it, I mean, however, if they share it with you, they're going to share it with the Saints. Right. And they don't want to do that. Guess what? They're gonna, they have 10 days to get ready from here. And they've already started preparation for the Saints. Yes. 10 days to get ready from here. They will not practice in front of anybody else but themselves. For, for the, the next, next week and a half. Well, for the whole rest of the year, really. Yeah, for the whole rest of the year. But I'm just talking about opening <laughs> but day. But no, I, I understand what you're saying. They're going to unveil something, and I'm not saying they're going wishbone here, but they're going to unveil something. Right. And no one will have seen it, including the New Orleans Saints, most importantly. And it's going to be, and the starting five of the O-line, guess what? It's speculation fest for the next week. And people are going to be asking about injuries. Oh. They're going to, guess what the injury report's going to say for the entire allotment of humanity next week? Everybody's probable. No, questionable. Questionable, yeah. Questionable, John. Everybody's We're all questionable. questionable. But he, Tom Brady's been questionable for 15 years. Yeah. Uh, he he, <laughs> he has. has. He's been on there with some ankle or toe or whatever yeah. it is, and now he's 85 years old. Right. And he's still beating everybody. You know, the the thing about, and I think back to the preseason games, you know, one of the reasons why the Rams sort of get away with not playing those guys is because those guys – they're veterans. Even a guy like Goff, who's now uh, 16, 17, 18, 19, was that four years? He's his fourth year. They know the system. They don't need to trot out their system and try it out against, you know, maybe some ones, maybe some twos. It's just like with Deshaun. He's now in his third year. He's got he's got a connection with Hop. He's got a connection with Fuller. And you can practice that against the Lions and Packers and joint practices. I just think that's that's the way that, that we're going to end up going in, at some point with the preseason is here's some joint practices, here's one home game, here's one road game, and we're going to kick the season off a week before college football does. Yeah. Oh. Oh, is that your idea? That's my idea. Wait, so last week when the Hurricanes played Florida? Mm-hmm. So you play the week before Labor Day. So you play that Thursday night. Mm-hmm. You let Miami, Flo- Miami and Florida have that game zero week. Yep. You, you get Saturday night, as you always do, and then you play on Sunday. You play on you Sunday. You play Thursday, then you turn around, you do your normal schedule, which you play a week earlier, and which precipitates the idea of putting in another game and playoffs. We're just we're going to just change the whole change the whole thing. We could join practices, think- two preseason games, 18 games. I'll go with – oh, and by the way, I finished. Ooh. I finished on the plane to Dallas. What? I finished. The, my my uh, my goal, my task, which was come up with two more games that you play every single year. 
against the, the opposite, same opponent. In the opposite conference. In the opposite conference that you play every year. But we got a suggestion from a listener which was kind of interesting. Why does it have to be the opposite conference? What if there's an AFC rival that you don't get to play every year, but maybe you should get to play every year, and then I know sometimes you're going to play their division, but you work right. it out another way, then you get right. another sub-opponent. Now, that will drive the schedule makers crazy because yeah. you can have all these different cascading yes. loopholes following that. But for the Texans, let's just say it was the Chiefs or whoever would be that rival that you would play every year in the AFC. But anyway, I didn't want to ruin it for you. So, NFC, you got you got somebody for I, I, everybody. I got somebody for everybody. You solved the problem. I solved the problem. Because when you were doing it before, I think you had the Eagles. I know, what team I did had, you have with three different I did, opponents? I did. And that doesn't count. It, I was doing it from my head. I mean, okay. it was all these permutations. Kind of like my 53-man roster. I have 75 people on it. I'm like Dick Vitale trying to pick the NCAA oh, tournament. I didn't put any quarterbacks Yo, on Yo, baby, my, he's I in. didn't put any quarterbacks he's on He's on the 50. roster. He's on. <laughs> Listen, Coach Vitale, you cannot have 75 players on a 53-man roster. But he's wicked awesome. He's a diaper dandy. He's got to make it. He's on the practice squad at least. <laughs> All right. He's, no, it, but, I, but I figured it out. But, uh, yeah, but the, obviously the big news is getting on a 53-man roster. Now, the deadline to get to your 53-man mm-hmm. roster is tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Now, what's weird is every year that we've done this. Right. We have always gotten those results in and around the end of the Avocare Texas kickoff. Because it's, oh, because always, it's always, been always on that one. Saturday. It's always on Saturday. Now it's and so later. Now it's gonna now it's a couple weeks from now. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be Friday night. It's gonna be it's fantastic. Bizarre. It's so late. But it's weird. But that weekend's huge, by the way. Oh, it's and massive. in this building, folks, I know this is a little inside baseball, oh. but let me tell you something. You have three games in three days here, and I it's less than three days. I don't know how you do it. I mean, it's, luckily the field. Luckily, it's everything's a hundred yard field, but that's that's it. And it's an artificial you move surface. Hashes. I mean, you I gotta move know. hashes, paint end zones. It's all gonna be done. It's the Cougs and Washington State on Friday. Yeah, Cougs and Cougs. And it's UT and Rice on Saturday night, yep. and then Sunday at noon. So a short turnaround from UT Rice. You got the Texans and the Jags in the home opener. That's the one. I don't know. I. I don't know how and you have staff done. working it all three games. It will get done. Oh, I'll be working all three and games. And then everybody's sure. going on vacation. No, not really. No, we're in football season, man. Yeah, they get to go on vacation in February. Vacation. All right, we've got, we've got a lot to do here. Now, the Texans will not announce who's getting cut until tomorrow afternoon late, probably. Now, you've read reports of people who have gotten released. So have we. So let's talk about some of the players who have reportedly – not made the initial 53. However, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to caution you that some of these players could come back on the practice squad. And sometimes you put them out there just so you can put somebody on IR and do something funky with the 53 and bring them back at the 53. You never know how it's going to go. And I'm sure these conversations, well, I'm, I'm not sure, but I imagine they've taken place. Now, Joe Webb, what happened to him? Kahale Waring, what's up with him? Let's talk about it all. It's Texans Radio from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. If you love podcasts and you love the Texans, you'll love our Texans podcasts. Now available on iTunes and HoustonTexans.com. Fear of missing out is a real thing. Don't have FOMO when it comes to your favorite team? Follow the Houston Texans on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Bill O'Brien at the podium Earlier today, talked about the kind of training camp that the Texans have had. 
I swear he did. Believe me. He did. I was there. It's coming. Yeah, it's got any moment. I heard it. Uh, the off-season program, you know, the, the rookie program, uh, rookie mini camp, off-season program, OTAs to training camp. You're really – you go through stages. You know, you go through stages of – 90-man roster where guys are getting to know each other, kind of a new stage for everybody. And then you, you, you hit the stage where everybody becomes a little bit comfortable with each other. The communication becomes better. And then you hit some some stages of adversity uh, on the practice field, on the game field. And I think with every stage, we've learned a lot about this team. And uh, I think these guys are really coming together. Well, they are, but they're coming apart, too, in the sense that you have to release a lot of players to get down to the 53-man roster. These are difficult days relative to the players that are uh, eventually released. You know, these are guys that we've had a really good uh, 90-man roster, guys that have really worked hard to try to do the things that we've asked them to do. But again, at the end of the day, you have to get down to 53. And, uh, you know, that's those are difficult decisions. And you know, difficult conversations, but conversations that have have to happen. So um, we'll we'll start that process here today and, and into tomorrow. Well, the process has definitely started, and you know, it's really heartbreaking because guys get hurt in preseason games, and you know, players you wanted to see be a part of this thing, and maybe they can't be because of injuries. And what about Joe Webb, who was hurt late in the game last night? Here's the coach. Joe Webb definitely suffered a. Um, uh, significant foot injury last night. Um, not sure the extent of it, but you know, know that it's significant. Joe Webb is a, a really a great teammate, a uh, guy in our locker room that's been an awesome addition to our locker room since the day he walked in the door. He's got a great attitude. He does a lot of different things for us, uh, quarterback, wide receiver, special team. So, you know, that's a tough night uh, for, for Joe and, and for us. Very, very tough indeed. And A.J. McCarron, you saw him warming up last night on the field, so that's a good sign that McCarron could come back to back up Deshaun Watson. I'm not sure what's going to happen at quarterback after that. Now, reportedly, Jordan Ta'amu was released. Right. So uh, who knows what happens with practice squad. I'm not even going to go there right now. Uh, Johnny, it's going to be interesting, though, with Webb suffering this significant injury, what about three quarterbacks on the roster? If they're going to have three quarterbacks on the roster, in all likelihood, it's not going to be Tom, who he just got released, so they're going to have to go somewhere else, and I don't know where they go for that. Well, your your math is dead on. So I started making a list just watching what's happening throughout the league. Okay. Um, can I interest you? Oh, we're going shopping on the waiver wire? Kind of, sort of. Okay. Taylor Heineke, let go by the Carolina Panthers. Why was he let go? I thought he might be their backup. Who's well, their backup to Cam Newton? Uh, Kyle Allen. Oh, Kyle okay. Allen. All right, that that makes sense. Yeah, Sorry. Kyle Allen had a, he had a great week seventeen, and uh, last year, and so I think he's kind of just riding that momentum. So Kyle Allen, formerly of A and M, formerly of University of Houston, I think I think pretty sure he's the number two guy. But uh, Taylor Heineke is out there, and again, you know, we're talking about a number three quarterback. I know here. it's not like this is the most important thing going into the Saints game. However, it's kind of nice to have the insurance to the insurance policy. And they also have – they drafted Will Greer in the third round. Which, oh, out of West Virginia. Yeah, which yeah, – take it or leave it. I, I, third-round draft choice, though. Yeah, third-round draft choice. I mean, you so you make the, the investment. And Heineke yeah. knows knows the system here. Look, I don't know how well he knows it, but he was here, mm-hmm. and he did get into a game once and completed a pass, then he suffered a concussion. Right. That was 2017, the year of the injury. So That's he does. How so that. he's been here. He does know the offense a little bit. And so th- that's that's one potential option. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, here's another option. Okay, maybe one that we talked about last night that we saw in a Rams jersey. Brandon Allen has been released by the L.A. Rams. 
Ooh. Now, so he, they have Bortles backing up Jared Goff, right. and they also like that John Wolford, John Wolford played also, last night. Yeah, he was the fourth quarterback. Now, there will be some teams that only keep two mm-hmm. quarterbacks. That's all they're going to keep. They're going to keep two. We kept Joe Webb as a third because he ended up being active on the 46-man roster, uh, game day roster, and flew down special teams as a core four special team. It was a, yep. was a good fit. And those guys don't grow on trees. Exactly. So you may not carry the third quarterback on your 46. In fact, a lot of teams, I don't, no team does, except for us, because Joe Webb was more than just a quarterback. But Brandon Allen has, I don't think, any real connection to the Texans in any way. He never played for the Patriots. I don't think he's run an off run this offense. He'd have to learn the terminology, all that kind of stuff. But before we even get there, we got to make sure that AJ McCarron can actually, in ten days, throw a football and be ready to go if something were to happen to Deshaun in that game against the Saints. Got to got to figure yeah. that out first. You know, it's a great point because when McCarron was was nicked up in Green Bay, I thought, well. All right, if he gets back week one, week two, that's okay because you go into a game, Webb's right. your backup, you'll be all right. right. You know, you could get through the game if, God forbid, something happened, and in all likelihood it won't, but you never know it might, but at least you have Webb. Right. Now, if McCarron's not quite there, God forbid something happens, do you feel good about whatever you have? They're, they're gonna ha- You feel like they're going to have to get a third stringer, but we'll see how they handle it. This yeah. is going to be interesting in the next 48 hours. Well, exactly, and I think trying to figure out where A.J. McCarron is in his rehab mm-hmm. may determine. Maybe you only carry the two. Maybe you carry the, those those two. And you get somebody on the practice squad. And maybe you and, find somebody that's a practice squad. And you but, sign them to the active roster if it's looking iffy for McCarron or something. somebody gets sick or whatever. But, mm-hmm. yeah, to your point, if you're not totally – you want to protect yourself, you want a little bit of insurance, that maybe A.J. McCarron isn't quite ready to go week one if you need him. Then maybe you've got to go to the Brandon Whedon, Matt Castlewell. Oh boy, I'm throwing it out there. I'm mm-hmm. not. Listen, I'm not. I'm not saying. Well, I'm not you, saying pound a table for Brandon <laughs> Whedon. I'm not doing that. But well, I'm we're just putting saying, all the options out there. Yeah, you've got to be able to. And I think, you know, Bill was asked the question last night. Hey, why why did you put Joe back in the fourth quarter? He said because we were trying to run a play, and yep. we couldn't do it. When Jordan was on the field, we just we were struggling with he that. He hasn't been out here that much. Right, and exactly. Jordan has not, not been in this offense all that much, and he's a rookie. I mean, there's a lot of foreign things to him, so I don't blame him for any of, uh, any of that. But you got to have somebody that can just execute, that just knows how to drive a stick, if you will, and hop in the driver's seat and go drive the car. And yep. you at least know with Brandon Whedon, he can at least go in there and drive the car if you need it. Now, if you feel like, hey, look, AJ's going to be good, Hand, thumb, whatever it is, wrist, that's going to be good. He's throwing the ball with juice. We feel good about it. We're going to go with these two, and then we'll look at a young guy to develop. Maybe it's Jordan, maybe Tom, who does come back as the practice squad guy. Maybe you you work with him further uh, in the offseason. He's got physical tools. There's no doubt Jordan Tom has got physical tools, but he's going to have to immerse himself in this offense. That, to me, would be the perfect situation. A.J.'s going to be fine. He's been he's been throwing and he's been testing it and he's going to be okay for the game against the Saints that if he has to go in there he's going to be fine and that you bring in a quarterback you put him on the practice squad maybe it's Jordan and hopefully it's Jordan you teach him the offense you give him a year to learn everything you let him learn from Deshaun and AJ and then you have a pretty decent quarterback room at that point and then all this done however Mm -hmm. if you're not there with AJ now you've got decisions to make yeah well let's hope they don't have to make those tough decisions you know what I was thinking about last night, though? 
you know, if this was baseball spring training or even NBA training camp, the yep. guys you release in baseball, down to the minors you go, and they're yep. going to play. Yep. They're going to play, and they're going to get to hone their craft. Jordan Tamu needs to play some football right. at, at a higher level in college and get to know the lay of the land. Clearly last night it was a little bit of a rough go, and Bill O'Brien said as much. But maybe he's got enough talent to develop. Maybe not. But he won't have the chance to really play himself through it. He might right. get onto a practice squad and be able to practice through it. Not quite the same thing. Sure. But there are stories of guys, obviously, developing that way. Then, you know, if you're in the NBA training camp and you don't make the team, maybe you can make another team. Maybe you're in the D League. Maybe you play overseas. Darren Fells played five years of professional basketball overseas and earned right. a decent living doing that. Obviously didn't make it to the NBA, but here he is in the NFL. So my point is it, football's brutal. It's just a brutal profession. It's very difficult. That's why that fourth preseason game, I, I tend to like the dramatic storylines sure. running through it because there is a lot on the line for these players. Yeah, no question. And you would think football more than, like say base. you mentioned baseball, right? Mm -hmm. Baseball – when you come from college, obviously you have to adjust the aluminum bat, the wood bat. I get that. But the game is the game. Like, the game is the same, right? You right. see curveballs. You see sliders. You see fastballs. Game's the game. What Jordan Tamu ran offensively last year at Ole Miss mm -hmm. versus what he is running now, yeah, it's night and day different. Yep, yep. And he needs night to run something different. like it to get used to it. So it would make more sense, like you yeah. said, for baseball, if you don't make the team, well, you go down to the minors. Your minor league system. He's got to go to the Texans AAA team in Beaumont. Yes. The Beaumont Texans. Yes, that's exactly in the, what we In NFL AAA. I started a new league, Johnny. There, there we go. go. All right, coming. All right, Kahale Waring, by the way, Bill O'Brien said, he was asked today in the press conference, is he in the concussion protocol? And he said yes. And obviously, you know, here we are. You have to get down to the 53. That's a, another decision for them to make. What about this tight end group? Let's talk about that and also st some stuff going on around the league that you're going to find interesting. Some of the cuts that have taken place today, reportedly. It's Texans All Access. I'm Bill O'Brien, and you're listening to Texans Radio. For all the latest news and videos on our favorite team, check out HoustonTexans.com. Going somewhere? The Texans mobile app. Don't leave home without it. Yeah, don't do that. Get the Texans app. Download it if you don't have that sucker. Lots of great stuff on there. Articles, videos, Texans pick them, which is coming out soon enough. That's all I'm going to say. I don't think we want to say anything else about that right now, Johnny, but it's going to be awesome. It's going to be larger than life. Your life is going to change when you're watching a Texans game. That's all I'm going to say about that. Stay tuned. How about that for a tease? I like that. Not a bad audio tease right there. Oh, yeah, was, That's why I love radio. You can do whatever the heck you want, that was pretty well, much. That was well done. Okay. Uh, in life, does that work too? No. Can you sue Popeyes because they're out of chicken sandwiches? Uh, I don't know. Apparently you can. I'm not sure. Yeah. Not sure about can. that. Uh, yeah, so the tight end, <laughs> tight end position. I'm group. hungry. I'm sorry. I'm starving. I, it, you know, here we are. We're live in the studio, in the Hyundai Texas Radio studio. <laughs> Uh, we've been here all day. We were here all night, you know, and uh, woe is us. Not really. Okay. No, no this is a, a blessing to be here. And a lot of guys have been shown the door today, you know, and hopefully they get a chance to come back here or somewhere else. And that's just the nature of the beast. And Bill O'Brien talked about it. You heard him refer to that earlier. Now, Bill O'Brien also at the podium today talked about the tight end position group. I swear this happened. It's going to happen. 
Where's We've my got um, veteran presence there and, and Fells that, that has had a good camp. You know, he's done a good job in all different phases of the offense. And then we have some young guys. You know, we've got some guys that have, that have uh, you know, improved and done a lot of good things. So I think that position. And then, and then there's guys, you know, like a Jarrell Adams that, that's had a good camp. So I think that's a position that has, um, you, you know, a good diverse skill set there. And, and that's part of uh, the conversations that we're having right now. What's best for the team relative to that position? Okay, Jordan Thomas played a lot last night. Shake it up at one point, but he ran off the field. He seems to be okay. Yeah. Dr. Vandermeer says, uh, who knows. But Kahale Waring, coach said that he's still in the protocol. Yeah. That's going to be interesting to see how they handle this one because it's hard to project when you're back from a concussion. Right. And do you hold a spot or do you say, all right, let's go IR? You know, so they've got that to decide. And you saw what Fells did when he was in the starting lineup for those 11 plays against the Detroit Lions. He looked yeah. pretty good in that drive. I liked Fells coming into this camp. And, you know, you and I kind of fell in love with him interviewing him in the studio. Yep. So maybe he's part of the mix. I think this is going to be a really interesting group, and they still have a chance to keep four, and I still have a chance to win my bet with McLean. Yeah. There's, if, and, again, we got to figure out with Kahale. He's been in the concussion protocol for a little bit. I mean, how many practices has he had? A I, I don't know. Like a couple? And the three? thing is, and I, I told Clint, I don't know. I told uh, actually Rick and Seth, we were talking about that. They, they asked me about that in the pregame, and I was like, you were in Green Bay, Rick. You saw wearing. He's going off on people. I mean, he was good. Oh, my gosh. He it was, was exciting. Excellent. It was like, oh, my goodness. The tight ends are catching everything. It was, it was amazing. But I still think there's a chance, even if wearing goes on IR, that they keep four because Jarrell Adams has been very, very good. Yep. Now, there might be a little bit of redundancy with Adams and the other three. At least with Fells, Akins, and Thomas, you you feel like, okay, we can we can pound a little bit if we have our both our Ys in, our wide tight ends, Jordan Thomas and Darren Fells. We can get in two tight ends and – and we can get one back Ace to formation. Yeah, 12 personnel, and we can pound a little bit if mm-hmm. we need to. If we want to go empty, we can have Aikens out on the field all alone. He can act like a wide receiver. Aikens can play your fullback position. We saw that last year. You kind of got everything covered with those three guys, so maybe Jarrell is a little bit redundant, but it's hard to argue. And Coach said it right there. You heard him say about Jarrell Adams. has been really, really good. I think Jarrell finds his way onto a roster at some point if he doesn't make this team. But I just with wearing, there's no way you keep five. So if wearing is like I'm ready to go, he passes all the concussion protocol, then you, you got to roll with him. But he's way too talented. Soon or he's got to right, keep five and then make the decision later, which might be a luxury you can't afford. I, there and that's what he just said. They're going to have these conversations, and you know they've been having them because. But uh, with all the reported releases today, they are not even close to being down to fifty-three no, yet, right? No, not not close. So now, they're they're letting it cycle out through the night. They don't have to get here till tomorrow afternoon absolutely. with the fifty-three. Absolutely, they, and a lot of teams are like that. I just saw the Eagles a little while ago. They were, I think, they waived or released, and it depends on whether you're a veteran or a rookie, that's the nomenclature. Mm-hmm. But essentially twenty they're twenty two players down, so they've got to get they've got to get even more. So they'll be more in the morning and around lunchtime. They gotta get down there before three o'clock central time, four Eastern time. But you know, I've seen the Rams, they put out a statement, hey, we we released these guys um already to this point. So you we'll see, but I did they put out a release? 
the the Eagles did. I think the Rams a formal did too. team release. Yeah, the Rams. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, either it was either a release or it was something from the Rams site. Okay, the Rams. Well, that's com. official then. Yeah, it's it's pretty darn official. We won't do that, folks. No, we're Not gonna wait. The, Saturday night, you'll get it. You'll get the big. It'll be the big one that says mm-hmm. these players have been released. This player has been put on IR. This player is this. So yeah, we'll, we'll get that. But with with wearing, if he does go on IR. You can't bring him back. Now right. it'll it'll be some weeks. And the thing about it, with I almost and, and I I want to see. I'm I'm anxious to see Kahali wearing just like everybody else. I mean, I when I studied him late in the draft process, I'm like, holy smokes! And then we drafted. I'm like, oh my god, this guy with Deshaun is going to be really fun to watch. But you know how this thing goes with Fells, Akins, and Thomas. Now. The two Jordans were healthy all 16 games, but you saw Jordan Thomas take one right in the right in the rib cage last night. At some point, you're gonna one of those tight ends is gonna get banged up and miss a few games. Well, maybe by the time you get to week six, seven, eight, when Kahali can come back off of IR, they can start practicing, come back off IR. Maybe he's ready to go when one of those other guys gets banged yeah, up, I and mean, that's that's the move you make. So. Brian Griffin did it in 2015. They brought right. him off IR. He was fresh. Yep. And he contributed while they were making their run coming back from 2-5 and five to win the division. So there is some precedent for that at that right. particular position. I know Griffin was experienced at that point. It was year, what, three for him. Uh, so, look, uh, who knows what they're going to do with him. But I just think we've talked about this position group. It's very interesting. The receivers. Did Bill O'Brien say seven receivers? Yes. He didn't say they were keeping seven. But he said, well, no. let's say you have seven. Well, he was asked. He was asked about the battle between Vincent Smith and um, uh, Tyron Johnson. Right. So uh, I don't know if you have that sound here. I, but might, this is I what, might have it here. Do let's, you have it? Let's, this, this could be the one. Let's okay, so hold it. on. Here's, here was the question. I would say that there's a lot of guys battling for the, uh, let's just call it the fifth, sixth, seventh wide receiver position. Whoa. There's a lot of there's a lot of discussions, a lot of film being watched right now. Um, started last night after the game. And we're just continuing. Again, we, we have, like, let's just call it till what it, whatever it is, 36 hours to get down to 53. So we're going to have to put a lot of work in, and that's what we're doing right now. All right, I so say that what, when he says – wait, hang on, Coach. When he says 5th, 6th, 7th, now they look at that that way with practice squad, right? If somebody's on the practice squad and they're a receiver, they might call him. I think yeah, coaching language, they might say he's our seventh receiver, even maybe though he's so. on the practice squad, and somebody could steal him if they wanted to on their 53. Right. But I don't think they're keeping seven, but they might. Who knows? They might surprise us all. The question that went with that was what kind of progress did you see throughout camp in Tyron Johnson and Vincent Smith, who were seemingly battling for the last receiver spot? Now, when he has <laughs> been asked a leading question. That's so leading. Well, you remember what John McClain asked him about the running back situation earlier in camp? Who are your running back behind your top two? Right. He's like, well, who are the top two? Right. Miller and Foreman? He said, well, Miller. Right. So that was kind of a leading question. Mm -hmm. He was like, well, we could carry five, six, seven. I think I don't remember a year where they ever kept seven. I don't remember that. Well, here's what could happen. On the 53. They could keep seven tomorrow night, and they could – let yeah, one yeah. go on Sunday when they pull somebody off the waiver wire at another position and take a seventh receiver off their 53. 
in other words, whatever you see tomorrow night, as you right. know, right. is not the final 53 necessarily. They're going to comb the waiver wire and see if they can improve the team in some other way. Maybe there's a trade. A lot of reports about possible trades. Maybe there's a trade. It affects the 53, obviously. We'll see how it goes. Clowney shows up. He's got to take a spot. Boom. You have to let somebody go. So what you see tomorrow night is hard. It's unlikely to be the 53 that'll be here on Monday. Right. <laughs> now, the the top. 50 guys more than likely. Yeah, top 50, those, 52 those maybe. Right. <laughs> no, you're right. But there there will be waiver claims. There could be a trade. There could be just a signing. Mm-hmm. Who, who knows? Uh, the, I remember last year when we get the report, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, we claimed three guys on waivers. Because I'm doing the math and I'm seeing that. I'm like, this is a lot more. This seems to be more than you know 90 to 53 this seems like we're getting down to about 48 or 49 and then the next row is hey we've claimed these three guys on waivers and when you claim them they go on to your 53 you know what um i'm really excited about i'm going to play you this cup i'm really excited about this because somebody's healthy who's going to play against the saints and he's a difference maker oh, yeah he's had a good camp uh we've we've we had a plan coming into camp to manage his reps um coming off of that injury that he had last year He's had a good camp. He's a good route runner. He's improved his hands uh, a lot since he came into the league. Um, he has good chemistry with Deshaun. So I, I do think that he's, uh, he's ready. And that's one Will Fuller the fifth. And let's go against New Orleans. Those two words, he's ready. Man, I was just like. That is huge right there. I don't know about QT. I don't know his situation. But the fact that Fuller's ready, Hopkins, Whatever you throw out there at tight end, I know the back situation. Look, you're going to have to adjust. They have Duke Johnson. We haven't seen anything. Johnny, I go back to what I said at the top of the show. They get to practice in front of nobody but themselves. Let's see how how they use Duke Johnson. As a receiver, as a back, as a whatever, he's going to fill the water cups on the sideline. He's going to do a lot of different things for this football team. If you have an advantage against the Saints, that's it. The That's element a, of surprise. You have the element of surprise. The Saints are going to have to try and adapt to that, what you're doing. And maybe you hit them with tempo. The thing about the Saints, they've been running that offense for a long time. A long time. So their tendencies are there. And I can tell you the tendency. They're going to try and get 13 and 41 on the same side and run 41 on option routes all night long. And it's very you, effective. If you screw up the coverage, they'll hit 13 on the in route. That's that's what they want. They want 41 on your linebackers mm-hmm. all day long. That's Alvin Kamara. That's what they want. And they did that against the Rams all night. The Rams thought they had a plan, and Kamara just burned them. The problem is in the second half, they weren't able to get as much out of that. The Rams made a couple of adjustments, and the Rams linebackers could run. Now our guys can run too, but they're going to get the ball to 41. There's really not a huge element of surprise with the Saints. You just know that Drew Brees is going to take what he gets. How the Texans use Duke Johnson? Total wild card. Even to yeah. us. Even to us. I mean, we can, right. we can probably, well, I, I'm guessing they might do this, but is Duke more of a zone runner or does he want to run the power stuff? Is does you know how does how does he fit? Johnny, does he, how much does he does, want a fullback in front of him? Does he not? I mean, there's there's no Alfred Blue here. Right. I mean, this is not like oh we're gonna run. I I'm, I was gonna say what we always run, but they they do change it up. Right. However, it does the philosophy change a little bit now with no Lamar Miller? I, you know, these are questions that the Saints are gonna have to ask themselves. Right. And they're not gonna know until they know until Monday night six o'clock one week from Monday. 
I wish it was this Monday. It would be so nice. But it's one week from Monday, and we're all going to find out together at the Superdome. And you hope that the element of surprise can get the Texans a little edge, especially early, and yep. they can figure this thing out and um, and ride it into the sunset. Because they're going to have to deal with one raucous crowd. Yeah. That place from the outset is going to be loud, as loud as anything we've, we've oh, ever night heard. night game in New Orleans, there are, no, one, no one's going to oh. work on Monday in New Orleans or Tuesday. And it's the first one after that debacle in the NFC yeah, Championship. They've saving it up for all offseason. Now, I also like that, though, because they're going to be feeling very tight if we hit them with a couple of, couple of hard jabs. Like, mm-hmm. oh, whoa, 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 what's happening here? Yeah. And all of a sudden, we put one in. We put one on the scoreboard. Like, all right, and just keep the pressure. Are they going to call on. pass interference on every play against right. the Texans? Well, that's the one to thing. Make up for the NFC Championship. We were talking game. about this. We were talking about this a little bit the other day. When I went to the Senior Bowl, mm-hmm. we flew into New Orleans and then drove from New Orleans to Mobile. So we flew in that Monday. It was the Monday after Ooh. the game. So we flew in and we had our we had our bags and we were just going through the airport and it was every little nook and cranny. There were two, three people just sitting there. You could hear them talking about it. There were people going up like, "Who that? Who that?" Like that's how they were. They were, you know, talking to each other. It's like a foreign country. It, it was. I love it. It was so awesome. Johnny, I was on with Bobby Aber today. Oh, did you understand a word he said? It was like, well, his co-host. <laughs> I love being on with those guys. Yeah. It's like, hey, hey, hey. It's like the water boy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> kidding, Bobby. I love you. We're gonna have him on next week, by the way. And he's great. I love he's him. He's great. And he talked about the sacks last year with the Texans, and he said, I wonder what Drew Brees would get behind that line. I said, listen, I heard Drew Brees say in an interview once, he's not afraid to take some sacks in order to get some big plays. And right. I think Watson has that mentality as well. And yep. maybe maybe you don't want <laughs> as much of that yeah. uh, because you want to be able to protect your body. But we are discussing the elements involved here. You know, Brees is a savvy veteran, and yep. he's good at protecting his body and getting the ball out quick. And, yeah, this just in, Brees is pretty good, the all-time leading passer in the history of the National Football League. You know what I love? The fact that we're actually talking about the Saints now. We're yeah. talking about this You, you know what's different, though? Last year we go to the Greenbrier, the very first Texans training camp today, that morning, the very first practice – we're talking about game plan against the New England Patriots because they were the opening opponent. Right. Because we we're fresh off the playoff loss. No, we were fresh off the um, bad year. The bad year and the playoff loss the year before. And and the close but no cigar performance in New England right. where Watson got it, the week three start. Right. Well, f- fast forward to this year, opening of camp. I wasn't there yet, you know, right. but now we're there. Game plan. Saints, what are you going to do? What are you going to do to stop them? What are you going to do to score on them? It might be a tennis match. Maybe it surprises you and it's lower scoring than you think. The drama will unfold and it'll be good. By the way, I know we got a couple of minutes left, but before time slips away, I want to point out that the Fuddruckers Texans Players Show is Tuesday, Greenway location, and it's a weird week of of practice schedule because of the Monday night game. So Wade Smith, we're going to have an ambassador. Wade Smith will be with us there. This Tuesday. This Tuesday. We're going to give away tickets to the home opener and sideline passes. Whoa. Yeah, tickets and sideline passes. This pre-game sideline passes. Yes. Yeah, pre-game sideline no, passes. No, you're not going to be like next to Bill O'Brien. Coach, what are you? No, you're not no, allowed they'll there. Be ne- they'll be next to me. Yeah, next to John Harris, That's you'll get out of the air. No, thing. pregame sideline passes. This is an awesome special treat. Somebody's going to win it Tuesday at Fuddruckers, 6 o'clock, Greenway location. Wade Smith will be there. Drew, DP, me. We're going to have fun. 
We're going to have burgers, shakes. I can't wait. This Tuesday, we launch. Re- raise your hand if you're not going to be there. Well, that would, <laughs> Sorry, That Tony. would be me. I always get left out of the good food, you know? that's It's always food for me. I'm so hungry right now. I could I can my computer. But uh, Fuddruckers sounds really, really good. It's going to be good. By the way. Okay, so uh, the 53, tomorrow afternoon, they got to get down to 53. We'll release it on HoustonTexans.com and the Texans app. And then who knows what happens 24 hours from there as they comb the waiver wire. A lot of activity maybe over the weekend. They'll be back at practice on Monday. We'll let you know what's happening there on all the social media, digital media channels here. And keep it locked into Sports Radio 610 as well as they'll have the latest info. Johnny, thank you very much. You got it, Mark. Thank you. Thank you, Brian, for producing. Have a great night, everyone. And go Texans. Can't get enough Texans radio? We've got shows. We've got podcasts. We've got interviews. It's all on HoustonTexans.com.